Hi there. Um, before I get into this week's episode, I just wanted to check in with you to see how you guys are doing. I just hope that you're all okay. I hope that you're taking care of yourselves. Here in the UK, it's the 20th of March today. We're not on lockdown yet. I think people are waiting for the Prime Minister to do something a bit more radical. But for now, it's you know, lots of people buying all the toilet paper. I still don't know what that's about. But yeah, I hope this episode can give you some comfort today. It's actually the first time that I've got a male guest, two male guests actually, and their names are Matthew Cove and Anil Salhan. And they work at Black and Blonde, which is a really cool um, salon here in Birmingham. It's gender neutral. It's very stylish. It's beautiful like concrete walls that are in a very sort of modern peachy color very laid back the team are really nice you pay per hour which is really refreshing as a woman because I think we tend to just get charged more just because we're um, women I actually sat down with the guys in the salon because it is a beautiful space and we thought it'd be a great place to record especially visually but when we got the visuals back we realized because the salon has these beautiful huge windows while we were talking more and more sun was coming through so a lot of the video content was coming out quite bleached out so that's our mistake of you know still learning when it comes to the visual side so this podcast actually it's going to be split into two this week and next week is mostly going to be audio I will share some little video snippets though that I hope you love because I think you're going to want to see what Matthew and Anil look like as well so as I said it's two episodes and in the first one we're talking about morning rituals which is something I love to find out about and I have to admit I was quite surprised that these two really did have some quite intricate morning rituals including yoga and meditation um the gym so i think it's quite enlightening because i don't think that men are really encouraged to have rituals that sort of set them up for their day while we're talking about their daily routine i stumble upon the fact that neither of them wears spf and if you know me at all you know that wearing spf is like my mission in life to tell people to do it so And I think, again, it shows the lack of messaging that men get when it comes to taking care of themselves. Matthew and Anil also share about how they both got into the barbering and hair industry. Two very different routes, um, both of which are just really insightful and informative and entertaining. Throughout the episode, you may hear the odd tapping or bumping, and that's because we didn't have the mic stands in the hair salon. So you might hear the odd noise but hopefully it doesn't take away from the experience do listen out for at the end when i'll tell you a little bit about what's coming in the next episode but until then i really hope you enjoy it and let's get into it my name's sharice kenyon and this is the beauty me podcast i've been a hair and beauty journalist for about 15 years and i thought it was about time i created my own platform so i could talk all about beauty without the bs while there's plenty of room for product recommendations i'm also all about the daily routines traditions and lifestyle path that make us all approach beauty differently first of all anil i really want to know I tend to be really, really nosy on my podcast. I'm really obsessed with what people do yeah. from when they first wake up. So just talk me, talk me through your morning. Uh, first thing I do when I wake up, um, quite shamelessly, I just go on my phone for about half an hour. In bed? In bed, yeah. So it's um, already in your bedroom? Yeah, so oh, yeah. it's not something I'm proud of, but I think it's just a bit of a habit now, which mm-hmm. I would like to obviously break out of. 
but if on a good day, I'll head to the gym okay. early in the morning. Uh, last year, I got into a really good habit of going to the gym about seven o'clock in the morning. Um, start here at 10, um, go to the gym, have a good um, go to like Bannadine's. So okay. I'm quite into like the whole steam, sauna, yeah. swimming, jacuzzi. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just like, I just like that aspect of um, like my gym mm. lifestyle. Does yeah. that set you up for the day then? Because to me, it that's does. like the chilled side. No, it really does. I don't really know if does. I could go to work after doing no, that. No, it really does. Like, I feel like I have a completely different day. Okay. Um, a lot more active. Mentally, I just feel like I'm way ahead of everyone else. I feel okay. like I've accomplished something. And if I don't go to the gym, you'll mm. notice in the shop, Matt will probably notice that it takes me about an hour to fully really? wake, wake myself yeah. up. So, um, but yeah, I've got my own like kind of like skincare routine and stuff as okay. well. So. What are you using? Um, so it's, it's quite basic, really. Um, I'm quite on it with the products that I use. Like, I'm quite, they're quite considered products that I use. Mm-hmm. But it's quite basic, really, just a facial cleanser. Okay. Um, Is that a gel or creamy? It's like, um, it's like a, we've got, we've got it in here, actually. It's a Haykors one. It's, um, okay. it's, it's quite liquidy, but mm. it's, it's quite low foaming as well. Right, okay. Uh, so I use that. It kind of depends, like, on what season as well. Yeah, because your skin changes. Exactly. So um, the one that we've got here, the Haeckel's one, it's like a marine facial cleanser. Mm. So it's kind of a bit more set up for harsher. Right. Um, obviously, you know Haeckel's as well. I love that brand. So, and everything smells really good. So obviously, that's set up in Margate where, like, the, you know, it's all based around the sea, the ocean mm-hmm. and stuff. So the seaweed and everything. Exactly. So I use that in the winter. Um, and then I use uh, moisturizer as mm-hmm. well. Um, I quite struggle with moisturizers with the job that we have okay um obviously get loads of like oil and like hair and stuff like yeah it's a bit of a mash-up during the day but right. i really feel like the one that we use here the vitamin e uh moisturizer it just gives me i'll still have an oily tea yeah, yeah. So, you're going to be in this environment but it just i think it balances the sebum quite well okay um, so again, you know all the you know all the lingo as well i'm on it yeah no i've, I've like i've always kind of been been uh, into like my products and stuff mm. as well um which probably won't want to touch on later or something. Mm. But yeah, um, depending as well, like lip balm as well. Okay. Um, again, more so winter time. Yeah. I'll bang a lip balm on. Um, there's a really good one. Uh, it's actually a local brand in Birmingham called Honest. Oh, right. Have yeah, you heard so of Honest? Were, yeah, they're, they're in one of the arcades. They used to be, but I think they moved. Then first one was in King's Heath. Okay. And I think they've got another one in Harborn. Oh, now. wow. Um, check that. Their, their lip balm's really good. Um, okay. What so else? it's all clean, clean beauty. Yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then yeah, shampoo, conditioner. Um, that's something that we get asked a lot in here as well. Mm. Uh, how often do you shampoo? Yeah, conditioner and stuff. Obviously, like I said, if it goes to the gym, I'm, I do it every day. So. Right. Um, yeah, it's quite like a basic routine. Like my girlfriend's on a whole different, yeah. different level. But at least you have a routine. Like I think yeah, for no, it's guys, Im- it's important. It's still a bit less of a. A thing is, I think more guys like. You, what about you, Matt? Are you into the whole moisturizer and stuff? Not like really, not. no. <laughs> um, I've started to get into. I've started to use the uh, Malin and Gertz grapefruit face cleanser. Okay. And I do use their vitamin E moisturizer, okay. but I tend to only really use the moisturizer on my face when I shave. Right. Because I feel having facial hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, kind of almost gets in the way a little bit yeah. of, of the moisturiser. Yeah, actually get into, get your into skin. the skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have, I 
tend to shave every other day, so I do okay. tend to use the moisturiser yeah. when I have shaved. So on the other days, you're telling me you don't put anything on your skin? I, I, I always use uh, the grapefruit. Um, so you cleanse and then you don't put moisturiser? Yeah. Oh, my God. And neither of you said about SPF. We don't get any sun in. We don't, we, we don't get any sun in Birmingham. You have sun. <laughs> it's not really something I've ever like cared about, the whole yeah, SPF you thing. You have brown skin. Is it? Do you is want that to bad? stay brown and smooth? Yeah. Or do you want to go brown and wrinkly? What should I be looking for then? I'd like, never really... Um, because you work in this environment, you are exposed all day. You should be wearing SPF every single day. Really? Winter, autumn every day if, even if you're at work all day even if you're at home and you have you know a lot of apartments these days that have these really large windows if you're at home you should be wearing spf yeah. if you've got those big windows because it doesn't take long for your skin to become damaged and over time if you're racking up years in this environment it will affect you so I'd say, Matt, with you being a paler complexion, <laughs> yeah, you should be looking at SPF 30 minimum. I wear 50 and I've got brown skin. And Anil, I'd be like, you should be looking at at least 50. Swear. Yeah. What you need to do is do your moisturiser and then get an additional SPF. And also, because you're not wearing makeup, you're able to reapply. Because once summer comes and you're in this environment with this, these windows, yeah. it's going to be... It's going to be mad, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's... So, Get an SPF, I would say standard is at least 30 and just whack it on every like four hours once the sun is getting crazy. But bare minimum, you should be putting it on before you leave the house. I think for men, it's never really been advertised. I think you get, you know, when you see like the male adverts and stuff, it's yeah, like... Yeah, it's more about the grooming Masculine, side. like all that stuff. Yeah. You, never really hear, you never really hear about that. It's not really... Um... Well, skin cancer is a real thing, do you know what I mean? It's like... True. Because I have a bugbear about it within the black community and I had a dermatologist on recently and she was like, because we have natural melanin, there's a natural layer of SPF, like it's like 14 or something, very low. Yeah. But even if you have that, you know, there's all the sayings like black don't crack. <clears throat> yeah. You can still get skin cancer. It's like a different thing. And also it's aging. The sun is aging. Yeah. So even if you're not fussed about skin cancer, even if it doesn't run in your family or anything like that, you, it, you will see aging around the eyes. You'll see yeah. hyperpigmentation, especially if you have got brown skin, so you'll start getting patchy skin. I've, I've always been, I always try and avoid the sun because I don't want my tattoos to fade. We should be so, SPF on them. so yeah, so I whenever I go on holiday or anything, I'm always under an umbrella. I never sit in the sun. If ever we were go to go to the park on a mm. summer's day, I always sit in the shades because yeah. I don't like being in the sun, especially because yeah. I don't want my tattoos yeah. to fade. Well, you can protect them with SPF. Uh, like if you go on holiday, if you ever go in the sea, the sea is a massive reflector of the sun onto you. No, I don't like, like water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like much. Really. <laughs> well, I, love, I think I do love the sun, so I think I'm, I'm maybe I'm extra conscious, but I'm also vain. Yeah. So it helps if you're into taking care of yourself, just to the SPF is like an extra step. So you're home, you've done your skincare. Yeah. Are you a coffee guy? You're a green tea guy? Are you a meditation guy? Like, um, what's next? Coffee and cigarettes, my morning oh, routine. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to like think of like anything positive that I'd do in the morning, but just give me a coffee and a blem, and I'm yeah, I'm happy in the morning. Yeah, if you get something from yeah, it. I don't feel like I've woken up unless um, right. that's it. But that's like that's my ritual, so it's quite basic, but 
you know, it's um, wakes me up in the morning. That's my mm. thing. That's what I do. Mm. Um, I think Matt's kind of more on the well-being side. Yeah, so I'll pass it. Oh uh, yeah, so I'm the complete opposite to a nil. So I wake up a lot earlier than I need to. Like what? Um, half six, six thirty. I know. Obviously, a lot of people wake up. <laughs> At that time, but yeah, yeah. we don't start work at 9am like everybody right. else. We don't open till 10. Okay. So, so you could afford to stay in bed till like yeah. 8.30. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, the first thing I do when I wake up is 10 minutes of meditation. Right. Um, then when I finish that, I do 10 to 15 minutes yoga. Um, jump in the shower, get all, process all your thoughts. They always say that... Okay. You, they always say that your brain is the most switched on when you jump in the shower. That's when you're mm. the most awake at that mm. moment during the day. So that's when I'm processing everything, thinking about the day. Once I've done that, make a herbal tea and then I journal and write down all my thoughts. Really? Give myself three daily targets to try and achieve. Um, after that, then... I'd like to say I'm the opposite of vanilla and don't pick up my phone, but mm. I do brain training and I'm learning Spanish. So I I'm do, learning Spanish I too. do both of those. But what's brain training, but, sorry? But I do them on my phone, so right. I do pick up my phone, but I make yeah. sure I don't look at any messages yeah, or Instagram so or anything like that. Um, it's just an app on my phone. It's called... Um, Lumosity, I think. Okay. And it's just little, it's just three little games to wake your brain up in the morning and get yourself thinking. So where did you get all this from? Because I'm, I'm totally judging you on appearance and stuff, and obviously meeting you, you cut my hair recently. But where did like the emphasis on like what you're thinking about in the shower, the journaling, the yoga, the meditation, it's very like zen. It all came, I, it all came from my South America trip last year. Really? Uh, it had yeah, that, that effect on you? Yeah, so I became quite, I think this was the trip where I almost found myself and became a little bit spiritual. Really? So I remember using Headspace, mm. using Headspace in South America, I managed to get a 110 day streak of meditation every day. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, now I'm back in England, <laughs> I miss it probably at least twice a week. Right. I find that if I've gone out and had a few beers the night before, that affects the yeah. morning routine the day after. So I'm not I'm not as religious on it now as what yeah. I was in. It's a lot easier when you're in South America and you've got nothing else to do <laughs> with right. your time. So, but do you, so you were in South America and you decided to start doing it there. I'd played about with it back at home, okay. back in Birmingham, a couple of years before, but it was difficult right. to get that routine yeah. going. I find meditation so hard. I found I find I found when I was out there, and you know, you can wake up whatever time you plate. want. You, I just did it. So that's where the morning routine mm. come from, and mm. it was from a YouTube video where it was the perfect morning routine. Really? Um, yeah, there's loads of them. There's. I want to get into a perfect evening routine as well before right, you go to bed, yes. but that's very difficult to do because yeah. obviously that's finishing work seven, eight o'clock in the evening 
you know, they want yeah. the evening routine to start at 10 p.m. Mm, and, you mm. know, sometimes we're still out at that time yeah, having a yeah, beer, yeah. socialising. So yeah. I think it's a lot easier to do a morning routine than mm. it is an evening routine. Definitely. I'm much better at going to the gym. Yeah. I'd rather get it out of the way because the yeah. longer the day goes on. And then the same, the same as what Anil said about when he's been at the gym, I know he can tell if I've woken right. up at half eight, got dressed and come to work, right. or if I've got up at half six, done my routine. You, I'm sure you can tell mm. the difference. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's mad. So when did you get into yoga? Was it the same time? I, yeah, I tried a co- couple of years ago on and off. Um, but I just really enjoy it. Mm. Really nice, flexible. Yeah. Great for my golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> really cool i just want to find out a little bit more about you guys and your careers because obviously we're in your space black and blonde which is a gorgeous salon here in birmingham but um if you could both sort of tell me about what led you to this point so what your background is in the hair industry huh go first yeah well it's been over 10 years i've been cutting hair um yeah i just loved i just loved hair growing up just it was it was um it was like just a bit of a game changer for me at school growing up. Like I said, growing up, I was a bit chubby, insecure and stuff. And, you know, very conscious of like girls being able to do their thing. And for me, mm. it was like hair was like something. Is that your thing? Yeah, it was. It was a way to make myself feel better. And in school, when you're growing up, like within lad culture, it's like, you know, it's, it's a thing when you get a fresh trim. Mm. So that just kind of resonated. I just loved hair, loved products growing up and stuff. And um, I didn't ever think I'd get into it. Mm. Um, I left school and where was I working? I worked in clothing. So like fashion, hair, just like into that kind of thing. I worked at uh, USC. Don't you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. They like brought like G-Star on the scene and all that stuff. Yeah. and whatnot. So my brother was like the uh, manager of the store. So okay. um, grew up kind of like West London way. So I used okay. to work in the USC there. Come up to Birmingham for a bit. Worked at the one by the Boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just had that moment that everyone in retail has when they're just oh, like, God. I hate retail. I, I hate don't people. Want, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't, can't be doing this. Like, mm. So I just turned around to my boy at work. I was just like, oh, I've got to get out of this. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I think I want to be a barber. Okay. And he was like, yeah, you should, man. He was like, I think it would suit you. Like, I've got a mate who's a barber. Like, he seems to enjoy it. I was like, bless. Finished my shift that day. Went to Boots. Bought myself some hair clippers and just shaved all my hair off when I got home. Oh, wow. And I just, yeah, I just loved it. So you made that decision that day and you cut your hair off. It's like... Loved it. Like, loved the feeling of holding the clippers and every week I'd just do that in my mum's mm. bathroom mm. and she used to hate me for it. Oh, were you leaving hair everywhere? Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I but know I was, someone that does that. So... <laughs> it's like there's pubes everywhere, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit there. Fair play. <laughs> it seriously is. No, sorry for your mum. No, literally, She's like... I've been wondering where it was coming every, from. <laughs> every week, like twice a week sometimes. Mm. So I started off with like a one all over, okay. then I do 0.5 all over, then 0.5 into one. And this was like, bear in mind, this was before barbering was a big, mm. a big a thing. A big thing. So I just like got into it for the pure love of it. And I just wanted to get better. Mm. You know, there wasn't, barbering 
academies and courses mm. it wasn't a big thing then so mm. you know um I just taught myself and it was just that passion for wanting to get into it I just made sure I got better and trained more and did more mm. and more and more um and then I got blagged my way into a shop said okay. I'm better experience than that um <laughs> and um it went all right to be fair I was <laughs> yeah. in there do you remember your first cut then you, you blagged yourself in and then you had a real human... I was I was blessed like because I because I just love like good hair like I would never to this day I've never let anyone yeah, leave even out, if I had yeah. to do like two hour trim like back yeah. then just so it was like good Perfect. so I never I never like messed up any trims or nothing um but progressively got into it more and like I said it wasn't a big thing there was no glamour behind it mm. um I remember pretty much one of my first shops I was working for 10 pound a day a day yeah 10 pound a day who was that that's so rude it's just i'm not gonna name names because i went into there and it gave me like a really good foundation but yeah. 10 pound a day wasn't great but again i just loved it i just wanted mm. to do it i didn't care i didn't care about money but i did it for a couple of years in that shop and um i got to a point where i was like okay I need to have a successful career and yeah, 10 pound yeah. a day is not gonna do that for me <laughs> um so I actually stopped cutting. Okay. Uh, went back to college, did my A-levels in like business, law, sociology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to uni um, and studied computer games development. Really? Which is, I know, a bit random. So you random. loved hair and decided to leave it? Well, it was just one of them where I still wanted to do something creative. Like, right. you know, the whole stereotype about being Indian, mm. growing up, you have to be a lawyer, a doctor, mm. and all that stuff. And I knew I always wanted to go different. Yeah. I wanted to do something creative. So this was at a time where apps were becoming quite big. Mm-hmm. My thought process was be able to design apps and create a hair app. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I think it just would have been good to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, one lecture in, I was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, nah, get me out of here. Like, yeah. It's just I'm someone, if I want to do something, I want to be like one of the best at it. Yeah. And all the mans that are in the lecture, they've been making games from like the yeah. age of like three. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. There was yeah. a guy in there like wearing a Spider-Man costume and that was the moment I was like, yes. What? This is not going to be for me. <laughs> Genuinely, like it was that kind of vibe in, in like the, in the, cl- in, the cl- in the class. So mm. I was like, yeah, not for me. Um, but I stayed in Southampton, met some mm. cool people and I was just doing trims there. Right as well um yeah let, got a lot out of my system yeah. in that year um okay. but then coming back to reality i had to decide what to do yeah um and obviously i knew how to get back into hair um and this is when i moved up to birmingham permanently just threw myself in at the deep mm. end and um there was one shop which was quite prominent then mm-hmm. it's about seven eight years ago mm-hmm. um yeah, just kind of worked there for a few years. It's the shop that I ended up meeting Matt in okay. as well. Um, and I've kind of floated around. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've moved up to Birmingham, just living in the city centre. Mm-hmm. Being in my young 20s, you know, just messing around, around. and get, you know, getting on the session, just not yeah. turning up. I, you know, oh. I'd get sacked from one job, move to another shop. But I was always sick. Like, I was always good at cutting air. I was always yeah. gathering clients. And, yeah. well, but I just never took myself seriously. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah until I worked for a really shit barbershop that I always said I never wanted to work at. Okay. Because I messed up right. at loads of different places. This was the only place so I could resort. work at in the city centre. And it killed me to work there. 
It was like 11 hour days. It was like everything against what I believe hair should be. It was mm. like you had to do 20 minute trims. And even then I saw never, but that was the environment of the shop. Mm. And that's when it just all come crashing back down to earth for me. Really? I was like, I just had to say to myself, if I keep messing around, this is where I'm going to end up. Mm. This is what I'm going to end up doing. So um, it was just grinding season. I just mm. got my head down, just, you know, just uh, built up a really good work ethic that I never had before okay. in myself. And yeah, I got an opportunity to work at a really good barbershop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was there where I started to see progression, okay. where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. Yeah. It was there where I became like the first award-winning barber in Birmingham. Really? Okay. So there's a what would you what would you call Barber Connect? It's like it's a competition. Like a, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, I yeah. I might have been to one a long time. Have ago, you been yeah. to one? So it's yeah. like Europe's biggest like barbering exhibition slash yeah. competition yeah. thing. It just showed me a different vision. Mm. It lifted the lid. Do. Yeah, and obviously being the first person in Birmingham to do that, I kind of felt this responsibility on my shoulders mm. um, for the city. Mm. And um, so I got there and like I said, I came in third place in my category, but it was just a big eye-opening experience. Mm. And I said, I want more of that. Yeah. So then I started to do um, pop-up events with Kiehl's. Okay. Obviously no Kiehl's. Again, kind of just branching out, doing different things. Um, And then went on to another place and they was like the uh, they won Barbershop of the Year okay. as well. So I just started to see an upwards mm. trajectory of mm. of things. And um, this was about three, four years ago. I left there and just went alone and just said, like, you know, I didn't have a job lined up. My missus was going crazy. She was like, <laughs> if you leave there, sort, make sure you've got something yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah. But I'm the kind of person I think I work best if I've got something to, if I'm in the deep end. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, look, this is it. I'm 26 now. Um, let me see what I can do. So I just gathered my clients, worked myself up to a point where I could just find a space to work yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and that's where Black and Blonde 1 happened. It was just so fun and natural mm. and organic. Mm. Like, yeah, it sounded like it, it had to go that way. You yeah. had to go through those lessons of like... Exactly. And everything that I believed could happen, that was, I was told never could, I made it happen. So... Yeah. You know, just hosting creative events, like uh, having artwork from local artists in there, doing mm-hmm. sneaker raffles, FIFA tournaments. I just wanted to, like, just do what our generation, mm. like, messes with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just stuff like that. And just, yeah, just built up this mad community of, like, you know, people like us. Mm. Um, just had lo- loads of fun of it. Like almost too much fun. I almost felt <laughs> almost felt guilty yeah, for how like, successful I get, I it was. From this. <laughs> yeah, literally. And um, it just got to a point where um, this was like the natural progressional step. Um, obviously, like I wanted this first, mm-hmm. but I think in business you have to be humble enough to know your own restrictions and limitations. So that place was the foundation. Yeah. This was just like the matured, yeah, matured step. So yeah, it's like ten over a ten year journey. Um, and you do you do get a lot of people you know in this day and age that are young that, that want, it. want it quick and some people yeah. do get it quick and make good mm. of it and stuff but I wouldn't have it any other way yeah. like because I've gone through every step it's it's you know it's built to last now so well it's a gorgeous space thank you thank you so tell me where Matt fits in like you give me your your potted history Matt 
I weren't like this at school. I weren't a cool kid. I, I <laughs> never imagined being covered in tattoos or really? so anything like? like that. I was a bit of a geek. I, uh, yeah, I was just a bit of a, a good boy, you uh, know, okay. straight A's and B's right. at GCSE. So, yeah, you weren't um, doing... And Neil went kind of like... Yeah, right. did went to went straight to college and did... Accounts, business studies, maths and law at A level. Um, then, so I basically worked from year nine till the end of A levels, just knowing that I was either going to be an accountant or a lawyer. Oh my gosh, um, you're so organised. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of... <laughs> I think it's, you know, um, I know you say about being Indian and... That you pressure. get told that you're a doctor or a lawyer. I think I think it's the same for any any family in the UK. You know, your parents just want the best for you. Mm. You want want you to earn more money than they earn, yeah. and so I just got pushed towards accountancy, and I got a job in the city centre as a trainee accountant. And on my, I remember on my third day coming home, I turned to my mum and I went. I'm quitting. I can't do this. I knew after three days that I just did not want to sit in an office doing a nine to five job for the mm. rest of my life. Mm. And a bit like a bit like you said, my mum was like, "Well, you can't quit until you find another job." And I was like, "No, I'm quitting." Mm. Um, so yeah, I went in on the fourth day and just went, "I'm out. I'm not. I can't do this." Um, so I think like most people at that age, it's 18, just same as you, just fell into retail and um, started to work for a shop called Envy. Okay. It's not around anymore either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, I worked there for a year and a half and it was there where I started to get into clothes, into fashion. Okay. And I'd uh, started to date a girl that worked in a hair salon. Mm-hmm. And she worked um, worked for Umberto Giannini in Brindley Place. Mm-hmm. So I started to, I used to, I remember I was working at Merry Hill. Okay. And I used to jump on the bus from Merry Hill to Birmingham, mm-hmm. which takes about an hour and a half, <laughs> just Ugh. to come and meet them for drinks after they'd yeah. finished work. Okay. So we'd all, all be out with the, with the hairdressers from Umberto Giannini and... All hairdressers ever do when they get together oh is talk God. about hair. Yeah, that's and all drink. they do. They like to drink. So I was just <laughs> sitting there, like it, they might as well have been talking another language. Mm. So I decided I might as well try and learn a little bit okay. about it. And eventually, I remember. So I was the assistant manager at Envy. Mm-hmm. I was getting paid quite well for a 19-year-old. Mm. And there was a apprenticeship available with Umberto Giannini. And uh, so a couple of the guys that I knew from there um, said, you should do it, you should do it. And mm. so I was like, yeah, all right then. So I went from assistant manager to earning £90 a week as yeah. an apprentice. When you start in the you start at the bottom. But, it's yeah, like sweeping. So, yeah, exactly. So, but I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then... I got, it was a bit scary that after four months of being there that Brindley Place, um, the Brindley Place salon was 
closing down. Oh, right. And so I was a bit worried, but they just transferred me across to the Southridges yeah. one. So okay. I then ended up training and working there for six years. Okay. So from there, I was doing photo shoots. Okay. I got through to the L'Oreal... Um, Colour Trophy. Colour Trophy okay. regional finals for men's looks. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of a lot of photo shoot work. Um, but I was the same, kind of the same as Anil. I was 22, 23. Mm. I didn't care about that. I just wanted to go out and have a good time, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, I enjoyed my job, but yeah. the extra incentives outside of work, they just took up my time mm. and I didn't really, I knew I was in a good spot doing them, but it was not something I wanted at that moment. Yeah, yeah. And because I was really good at gents' hair, mm-hmm. I and barbering had just started to become big, mm. I decided that I'd rather just move to a barber shop in the city centre, okay. do hair, earn my money, yeah, and then yeah, go yeah. out afterwards. And so that's where you two and that's met. Where, right. that's where we met. So from that, I ended up running that store as well in the city centre. I was there for five years. Mm-hmm. But... It kind of, it almost, I lost my passion for hair. It was just a job. cutting hair, mm. going in, doing haircuts, not really caring mm. what they look like, mm. going home at the end of the day with, with my money. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, it was my South America trip where I kind of was like, I'm better than this. Mm. You know, I'm good at what I do and mm. I need to get my passion back. Mm. So that's why when I was away, and they all messaged me to say he was going to be opening a bigger black and blonde yeah, yeah. and would I come on board and obviously straight away I said yes yeah. but I said I want to do it all again I don't just want to do men's I want to get back into the women's side mm. of it I want to do the colouring I want to do photo shoots I want to get myself I want to get black and blonde and myself mm. you know eventually maybe London Fashion Week yeah. you know flying, oh. flying here there and everywhere knowing yeah. People knowing not just my name but the shop's name as mm. well, and knowing knowing and that who Birmingham we are. And that Birmingham's a name as well yeah, in there. Yeah, and I feel like I've I've done the creative sides, but I weren't ready for it. Right. Whereas now I feel that. I'm ready for it. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As I said, you've got another one with Matt and Anil next week. In that one, we're going to be talking about whether they actually feel beautiful. Like, is beauty just a feminine thing? And again, they give me some really insightful answers. They also explain the meaning behind the name black and blonde, which is black with two C's. And they also tell me about the slow hair movement that they're trying to start with the salon, which is just about everybody deserves a good hour in the chair, even if it's a beard trim for a guy. And um, I just think now more than ever, we're probably going to need these things. I think we've got so used to things being really quick and blow dry bars and express nails. And I think if coronavirus has taught us anything, it's to appreciate what's happening right now have patience and i'm hoping that you know in a few weeks we'll appreciate this whole movement towards being taking things a little bit more slowly and with that i just want to say thank you so much for listening thank you for everyone who lets me know that they've been listening i'd love to see your screenshots so please do tag me if you've been listening and you can find me on 
Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can follow me personally, which is Sharice.Kenyon. That's spelled C H A R I S E dot K E N I O N. So until next time, just stay safe. Thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe, and review when you get the chance. It's so important for me to keep improving on this podcast, so I'd love a review. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, and I'd love it if you could take a screenshot and tag me when you're listening so that I can see what you think. Thanks again for listening. Bye.